You are now tuning in to the Top Shelf Edition, presented by Northern Superior Brewing Company. Northern Superior Brewing Company always brings forward top shelf product and customer satisfaction. Located on 50 Pym Street in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Northern Superior is available for local delivery or provide a friendly yet exciting atmosphere inside its tap room. Follow Northern Superior on Instagram or Facebook. You can also check out their website at northernsuperior.org. At Northern, we're superior. It's a Northern thing. Now how about some hockey chat? Let's get to the crew inside the Gem Studios, bringing you Gem and the Game Sports Show Hockey Edition, Top Shelf. Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show. This is the Top Shelf Edition, presented by Northern Superior Brewing Company. It is your host, David McKaig Jr., here on the Civic Holiday Monday, and I'm joined by Justin Heichel, who will be joining yours truly for the show. Justin, my friend, how are you? Good. Just uh, finished uh, cutting the grass today and uh, barbecuing, you know, long weekend stuff. Long weekend stuff, for sure. And it was a pretty decent weekend here in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, and also throughout Ontario. Pretty decent weather. Can't really complain too much. And going over the border to the United States, it was a decent weekend within close range. And honestly... Summer is starting to come to a close, and everyone's like, Dave, what are you talking about? It is still August. Yes, it is. But I feel like I blanked June and July went by, and now we are in August, okay? So now I want everyone to make sure they enjoy the most out of summer that they can, unless there's some listeners that we have from Florida, San Francisco, the L.A., the Texas, the Dallas, where, you know, you don't really get any snow, then you can probably just ignore that whole kind of point that I gave there. However, if you're in close range to where the home base of the game sports show, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan is, or if within around the surrounding areas in Ontario, Canada, or within the upper States, you know, maybe let's ensure that we enjoy the summer while we still got it. And you know what, Justin, we're here on the top shelf edition. There's a lot of hockey to get into. The last edition that we've had was on July the 14th for the top shelf. And the reason why there was a delay, well, because there's a lot of shows that we did in between. There was schedule conflicts, of course, as well. But the main reason why was because there was a lot going on between the expansion draft, between the draft, and also between signing season. And we decided to wait a couple weeks until all that kind of happened. Let all the other media outlets have their fun with all their kind of news that they want to spit out and all the fun that did go on. And then the game sports show is going to come in here, which is powered by the game entertainment and media. May I add, I'm going to come in here and talk about everything in a sporadic type fashion. And uh, as I mentioned, it's Justin and yours truly Alex Parr, Dane Hantrow are unable to join as well as I must mention. We have a newcomer on our show, a new member of the Game Sports Show and Game Entertainment Media family, Alexander Flood. Everyone knows Flood through his, well, he has podcast experience. He had a show with Flood Nation. He has a fantastic piece of video editing quality, much like Alex Parr. And he'll be joining us for a lot of shows here on the Game Sports Show. But in particular, he'll be diving into a lot of the video editing as we transfer to video on screen, as well as overall video editing uh, for the game, entertainment, media, and also, as I mentioned, sports analyst in general. So welcome to the family there to Alex Flood. I know we've had mentions of this on previous shows, but I thought I would do it on this show as well. And Justin, I want to make sure I get all these blabbers out as best I can and quick as I can, because, you know, some introductions can be a little bit longer than some. However, there's a lot of news to get into. And before I go into that, I must remind everyone that we are having our top shelf edition on this Monday. ESPN 1400 has been postponed this week until next week. We do have other shows coming up this week. There's a plan to have an and one show this upcoming weekend for the big NBA free agency that all went down. That A lot of news went down today, actually, but we're going to have to hold our breath before we can drive into that. Myself and Scott will bring that to you. Very excited. Also, just around the corner, not necessarily this week, there's a lot of football editions coming up between Hot Seat as well as In the Pocket is coming around the corner as well. A lot of big stuff. And, of course, you know we will be diving into our special edition upload this week, which will be featuring Adam Monroe, former Chicago Blackhawks goaltender, and obviously a lot of familiarity there with the Sault Ste. Marie district and Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. So that will be shows upcoming this week. Dates to all be determined. He's got to keep an eye on the uploads. 
Very simple. In terms of announcements with the Game Sports Show and the Game Entertainment Media, as everyone's been hearing for the past, well, worst-kept secret, 12 to 16 months that went by the Game Sports Show and Game Entertainment Media expansion, that is still going to be taken in effect. We do plan to have our expansion fully announced within the next, well, we do hope within the next 60 days, and we hope to plan our expansion uh, by October. And for further details on that expansion, just got to wait and see for some potential releases there and the game entertainment and media platform releases now the game sports show as i mentioned is powered by the game entertainment media so this expansion is coming through the game entertainment and media we are very excited for that and speaking of excitement justin we always have audio okay we've had numerous mentions about where's the video we want to see those pretty slash ugly mugs of everybody and they're talking pretty about you and ugly about yours truly and we are going to grant that wish. We are going to be doing video and audio uploads, which, teaser alert, ties into the expansion. But nonetheless, we are going to be doing YouTube uploads starting after Labor Day. So that comes for all the shows with the Game Sports Show in Canada, as well as our special edition uploads. Every new show that we have, we will be having video uploads through YouTube. And we will still have our audio uploads, everyone, just so you are aware and that's through spotify apple podbean amazon podcast platforms and of course podbean through all the links you can get through of course the great website of the game now there was a lot to get into there were about six minutes and 25 seconds in already and we had some fun at the beginning we had some news to get into and oh justin i'm just so excited to get this expansion going by October. Everyone's like, what is this expansion? What is, what are you doing? Why are all these things coming into place? We're hearing this, we're hearing this with different topics. We're hearing this. Guess what? Sometimes secrets are best kept and this one's going to be kept until the right time. And it's going to be exciting come the fall. And there is a lot of big things coming, not just for this expansion, but for the show as well. So a lot of big things coming my friend and you've been here since the start of the show and it's been you know exciting for everything we do and we continue to grow so from a show's perspective and brand it's going to be a big coming to the conclusion of 2021 going into the year of 2022 so everyone's hopefully you got all caught up in the last seven minutes now and 20 seconds ish of that news with the game sports show and of course the game entertainment media but before even i go over to justin northern superior brewing company I mentioned them at the beginning. Let's give them a bit more love here near the end. The, the Northern Superior Brewing Company, their patio is absolutely fantastic. I go there often. And no, not just because they're a sponsor, just because the, the atmosphere is fantastic. You've got the TV going. You have the overall outside feeling. You have that summer-esque feel. You're near the hub trail. Huh, it's amazing there. Okay, and you have, they have beanbag toss there. you got Jenga going on. The, they have their raspberry, uh, the raspberry brew out right now, which is oh, Blake, the brewmaster, is at it again. They have all the Northern Light. They have the 55, the 17. They have the maple. They have, they even have other beverage options there as well that you can tune into. And they also have local restaurants, okay, that they get delivered to you there if you like to order it, okay, while you're sitting there and enjoying the atmosphere of Northern Spirit Brewing Company. You can order food while you're there too. Like, it's amazing. And people are bringing dogs. Justin's a big fan of dogs. I'm a big fan of dogs. Everyone on the show is a big fan of dogs. Even I know a lot of listeners are a big fan of dogs. So I don't know if I'm throwing any loops there for Northern Spirit Brewing Company, but I have seen dogs there. Okay, I sat beside one the other day, and I was petting it. It was it was awesome. It's a fun time. So Northern Spirit Brewing Company, it's a northern thing, and it's amazing, Northern Spirit Brewing Company. It's We got their beer. I have their beer right in front of me right now. I have a 17 right beside me right now. I fluctuate between shows. And you can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and check out their website, northernsuperior.org. And it's going to be fun with Northern Superior Brewing Company as they continue to launch their different beers. It is spectacular. Justin, nine minutes in-ish. Got everything out that I needed, I think. And I imagine if everyone has still tuned in this far, I appreciate it because I know sometimes introductions can be long, but these needed to be said. Are <laughs> you taking taking a breather there? I think I just did. Extended extended pause, comma. I'm not sure. But dot 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 dot. Yeah, it's hey. like the, like like the typing message. That's what that was right there. So you're waiting for it to come up. And you know what? I wanted you to have your take there because I need to take that breath because this week we have a contest giveaway too, Justin. You know what that is? Facebook and Instagram. 
gift certificate to Northern Spirit Brewing Company, and we're throwing in Little Caesars Pizza gift cards in there as well. Like, it's kind of nice to have the contest back. It is. It's nice. We we took some time, we took some months, a few months off because of the lockdowns and everything. And now as we enter stage three, we felt it would be necessary to ensure that we do it. And I wanted to make sure I save that contest point to the end because, of course, saving the best for last question mark dot dot dot. Great radio right there. Justin, let's get into the show. I'm going to you first. We said this out at the beginning. So much hockey news to get into. And there's going to be no agenda. You know what the agenda is today? Whatever happened in the past two weeks, from July 15th to August the 2nd at 8.30 p.m. by the time this is all recorded. Heck, something might happen within the next 10 minutes while we're talking, so hopefully we get everything that we can. But we're going to have the floor for everything that has happened in between then. And for anybody who's looking towards the local news portion, we will dive into a little bit near the end if we have the time. Uh, if not, we will make sure we make up for it uh, next week through our other local shows and our ESPN 1400 edition once we are back. Justin, bring up the first topic. Well, I mean, uh, I guess we could start in semi-chronological order. Uh, we'll uh, go back to the draft, the uh, the expansion draft. Mm. I mean, to me, it seemed uh, – I, I, without without knowing what they've done in free agency, it seemed like Ron Francis was maybe using his uh, Sault Ste. Marie wallet to build this team and not the uh, NHL general manager wallet. Like, I think at one point during the draft, I thought they only had defensemen. <laughs> uh, the, guy, the, guy, uh, the broadcast crew there just kept saying forward. Everyone was a forward. Yeah. Everyone they took was a forward. Goalie, forward. And he was there. I forget uh, the one basketball guy. They had the two basketball players up there. The one guy that gave him a medium shirt. I felt terrible for him up there. But I mean, it was it. The excitement there was really nice to see. Uh, I, I mean, it, limited because you had to have everyone outside. It wasn't like the Vegas uh, spectacle that was. But I mean, the bay was full of boats. I think they stole Detroit's uh, mascot there. Had the big purple octopus on uh, one of the boats at one point. But you know we're not we're not here to talk about the festivities. We're here to talk about the team. So I mean, was there were there any surprises? Like anything that uh, you know stuck out to you as like, huh, I didn't see that coming, or was this pretty well? All right, all right. You know, it didn't uh, to me. It didn't have the the same excitement as the Vegas one did. I think our buddy uh, Yanni Gord was maybe the most exciting pick for me. Yeah, if you or even if you want to look at Jared McCann, but that was uh, he was a Leaf legend for about three days, and then that all that all changed. And you bring up a good point. I think it excited me. You know, besides Macklemore coming out, I thought he was going to drop some thrift shop tag or something like that, but he didn't go that route. They had some entertainment, but the thing that I found surprising was the approach of Ron Francis in that because, as you mentioned. Sault Ste. Marie money, and that's a funny way to put it. We, the, <laughs> people may get that, may not get that. You can reach out to us, and we'll explain it to you. I'll let Justin explain it if uh, anyone has questions with it. But it's compared Sault Ste. Marie to Toronto money. Okay, that's how we'll do this. And I don't mean Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean Toronto the city. So you have Francis's approach was a lot different that I feel than Vegas because with Vegas you had a team that was able to. Do a do a do a draft where okay I'm gonna take this guy but don't get, give me this guy this guy instead and a second round pick. Seattle I think tried to do that with numerous teams in particular with Toronto okay and then that's when Toronto called Pittsburgh and was like yo okay we're gonna lose this guy for nothing you're gonna lose this guy for nothing screw that why don't we give you this guy Philip Holland yeah and we'll give you a seven you give us McCann so we can keep our guy. You get something for your guy, and we expose two guys that they know that they want. And then if we lose one of those guys, at least we all make out winners between the two of us. And Seattle is like, oh, shit. That, and that's that's what Dubas and some teams had to do. But, again, there's also been some weird scenarios where Vetchek gets drafted from Washington. And now Washington trades for him back for a second-round pick. So it, it, a lot of weird things have happened since that draft. And when I watched that approach... That draft, first off, Justin, the guy who was with Dominic Moore, and I know the guy's a well-known broadcaster, so I'm forgetting his name, top of my head right now. Uh, but he's, a with, foot, he's a football guy, though. I'm almost positive of it. I can't remember his name either. So but I, he's, he's a football broadcaster, and so I mean, it's kind of it's tough when you're you're kind of you're crossing Fowler. paths like that. Chris Fowler, I believe it was Chris Fowler. 
if I if I know correctly, I believe yes, it was Chris Fowler. So I was thinking, top of my head, I had to give it a search to give it quick. So Chris Fowler was fucking atrocious, and I hope he listens to the show somehow. I feel like tagging him in the show because he was pronouncing names wrong. He sounds like me sometimes with names, but at least when I butcher names, when it's like a blah, 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 last name with 86 letters, I butcher it. If there's a common name. I don't really butcher because I practice it before I go on air, okay? But Fowler, maybe I don't know if he had practice or not, but he was calling forwards defensemen, defensemen forwards. Like if I I deleted my PVR because I thought I was going to miss I wish I would have kept it and I could have played some clips. Maybe somebody else will have clips or maybe there's a pre-recording somewhere uh, that someone saved that they could send in and I'll play it. There was players that he was mentioning that were saying, oh, this is a big forward. Uh, from, from the, I'm going to use the Los Angeles Kings as they, I think they drafted McDermott from there. So you got, he, he mentioned that he was a forward, but you know, maybe he's really a defenseman or maybe he's really a forward, but he was really a defenseman. Right. And that's where with Curtis McDermott, he was a defenseman for the Los Angeles Kings. I think I remember him saying forward, a big forward from the Los Angeles Kings. So it felt like he did not know the hockey that he should know for being on stage up there okay when you have an expansion draft you should have someone who knows how to pronounce names to at least a 95 percent success rate opposed to a 30 percent and also knows players positions i knew every player that got drafted i can hear it in my kitchen and i know what team they play for and what position and yes it's because i'm a sports guy but again from a media end we got to know what the fuck we're talking about okay at least i know if i can't say someone's last name I just flat out try to say it. I'd say sorry if I butchered it. <laughs> you know, well, like that's just it. Just own it. That's it. That's all you got to do. Yeah, and he did not know what he was doing up there from the voice end. But he is a he is a he's a broadcaster that does variety of sports, obviously. But I hope he doesn't go do a lot of a uh, lot of Seattle or hockey type events because that did not go the greatest. And Dominic Moore, former NHLer, you know, he did pretty good up there. But again, he wasn't experienced up there. I kind of wish. They would have had somebody with that extra experience uh, to be up there, like a Jeremy Roenick or someone someone entertaining, then someone serious. You have the Jeremy Roenick as the entertainer, uh, maybe, and you have somebody else. Or maybe you have Ryan, uh, you have Whitney and Biz from Spitting Chicklets go up there. You know, like maybe maybe that's what you do to make it entertaining to gain even more audience. And there's a little plug for Spitting Chicklets, like they need that. Uh, but they, there's just, that's where I was distracted. I was sitting there saying, oh my God, this guy sounds like an idiot now i know he's not an idiot i know he's well known i know that he's done well for himself but he sounded like an idiot when he was up there i i it's i think it's tricky because like that was espn's first hockey broadcast too right and so they're trying to feel out build chemistry with guys and stuff like that and it's easier to do it in an event like that because the exposure it's just the hardcores like us that are watching it and ESPN, ESPN, right? Uh, he was with ESPN, and I'm being freely speaking with it because, of course, uh, the ESPN side it works closely with us. So I, that ESPN getting the hockey games across the river, it, across the river, uh, oh, for America, yeah, across the river in America is huge and the best thing for hockey. I, I kind of just wish that he was a bit more prepared uh, up there. That, that, that's all. I kind of wish there was a bit more prepared. He's fantastic, and he works for the best sports company in the United States, in my opinion, and that's a little bit of bias. But again, there was that struggle, Justin. That's what made me a little bit annoyed as a listener and as an avid hockey fan. That's where I could have been like, okay, why couldn't they have somebody who was a little bit more in tune? But again, uh, he is a primary studio host for college football, right? I mean, I felt like they buried Kevin Weeks. That was... He's yeah. a he's a he's a very experienced hockey guy. You just brought him on. Why not let him go? Good point. Very. I good mean, point. he's been on Sportsnet. He's been on. I believe he was on CBC forever. Yeah. And yeah. and then I believe he was on. Um, uh, what's the the New York network there? Is it Nesson? Is that the one? Um. Yeah, I know. Is that, or is that the Boston one? He was on the um, MSG. MSG, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, the MSG. Yeah, uh, he was in different ones. 
Okay. And, you know, as I sit here, I was trying to look up, I searched Kevin Weeks, but when I, when I searched Kevin Weeks, I put W-E-E-K-S. And this was a former Irish-American, former mobster and longtime friend and mob lieutenant to Whitley Balger. He's an infamous boss that was in prison. So I, I so, searched. So that's, that's not the ESPN analyst that we were looking for. <laughs> that's not the right one that I was looking for. Uh, so when you add an E between the K and the S, I was trying to see if there was other ones that you may have forgotten there, Justin. But no, there you bring up a very good point. Uh, and he was drafted 41st overall in 93 by the Florida Panthers. OK, as I look at that stat, this is a guy who was born in Toronto. Uh, very big story. You know, his family moved from the Barbados over to Canada uh, and big, big, big hockey resume this guy has. And for him to join that ESPN, I kind of feel like it would have been awesome to have him upstage there. Well, and they just had him doing all these little gimmicky things, like go catch a fish, go talk to a guy in the Space Needle, hang out with Marshawn Lynch and read the names for him. Like, it was, I don't know, you could have had Dominic Moore doing that. Yeah. And Dominic, Dominic Moore could have been the lackey, and Kevin Weeks could have been the guy on stage keeping it respectable, but that's just me. I mean... I don't know. I think if you've been on TV with like the CBC and you got put on Hockey Night in Canada and you had TV time on Hockey Night in Canada, then you're pretty trustworthy to be handling a show. That's 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 just me. I mean, maybe I hold Hockey Night in Canada to a, to a high regard, but most people that are on Hockey Night in Canada and go elsewhere are pretty successful. So why not just let them go? And that's you know we've talked about this a little bit, but just kind of proceeding with it, that whole draft. That's where that annoyed me. But the way he was drafting his team, I was like, what the fuck is Ron Francis doing? But now I get it. I get it. He couldn't do the same as Vegas did. He wasn't able to. Well, they, the contracts just suck so bad. That's like, like, why do you want to take that on? <laughs> there was a lot to do with that as well as, okay, why didn't one player that I can agree that I don't know why they didn't take was Vladimir Tarasenko. I feel like, but they got Vince done, and now they're in their talks with Vladimir Tarasenko still. But I think you're going to see Tarasenko go to one of New York teams or potentially the Devils. Uh, but besides that, there besides a couple picks, I feel like they could have gambled on. And no, not Carey Price. That's a very big contract. It'd be cool to have a Price jersey, you help your memorabilia, but then you're 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 choking your team uh, for in the in the cap crunch. So well, as I think goaltending wise, they did okay. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, they signed Philip Grumauer, and now they have Chris Drieger. Okay, like you, they did perfectly fine in net. They have a great tandem in net, one of the better tandems uh, in the league currently. And Seattle, when I first saw them do the draft, I was like, there was a lot of good picks in there with Yanni Gore, Jordan Eberle. I really like the Jamie Oleksiak pick. I think he's a little bit overpaid, but I've always been a fan of Jamie Oleksiak. Uh, but they go into free agency, and they signed Jane Swartz, Philip Grumauer, you know, they, they, they make those moves and it makes sense why they drafted what they did. They, they bring up guys that are going to be, you know, strong two-way guys, looked at the future a little bit with some of the youth, especially with Colin Blackwell, the Rangers. And then now you get, you have some draft picks that you got from like AKA with Washington, the second round pick back for Venisek going back over to Washington. You know, you, they made some moves that they had to trading pit like over to Calgary, getting a late round pick. They, they drafted second overall. They got Matt Beniers, right? So they went towards the youth, but then they had enough money to spend in free agency. Be like, all right, Philip Goobhauer, even though they really screwed up the salary cap in that signing, it's like they didn't read the sure. agenda on how to sign, but we won't dive into that because I don't want to dive into scientific sides. They signed Goobhauer. You signed Schwartz. You know, you, you bring in guys. Now you're making it a bit more attractive to play. You were able to ink, you know, you got Vince Dunn in there when you get all that worked out. They have a good system there in Seattle that worked. And everyone said the draft, what a shit draft. And I agree. But I didn't think, oh, shit, free agency. Oh, shit, it's a flat cap. Fran Francis got good players for the right price. He's going to get players in free agency. And at the same time, he's going to be able to make trades to build assets or bring in assets if necessary. You know, if the team's trying to get, even this year, if Seattle does well or not, I'm not too sure how well they'll do, but it'll be interesting how Seattle does in terms of by the trade deadline. If they're not in the playoffs, okay, I'll take this big contract off your hands. You give us a draft pick for that. 
So now that team that's contending can make that trade with another team that's not contending to be able to get that player. It's a lot like what Arizona has been doing. They've been sending all their cap to Arizona and teams have been able to make moves like the Islanders, Lou Lamorello being a complete mobster with his trades, getting getting rid of draft picks so he can open up cap. You know, Eberle's gone. He got rid of the lad contract. What are the Islanders going to do? Like there's a lot of things that we got to get into with free agency, but Seattle, Justin, to wrap it up about Seattle, they didn't they had people wondering at first, but I think now it all makes sense what Ron was approaching. Yeah, no, I mean it, it I think the draft was just kind of to get them like a nice base layer, get your your kind of your bottom end settled down, get yourself a couple couple pieces that you could trade, which we now see that he did. Uh and, and build from the bottom up. I mean, I in the back end's pretty solid. It's goaltending's pretty solid one of the crazy things i noticed though is like mark giordano is the oldest guy on the team by like 10 years the next old he's an 83 the next oldest person is a 92 jesus good point that's a pretty big pretty big age gap like i'm looking and and like the youngest guy is a where are we here uh 2001 See, and the thing is, it was so interesting, their approach, but I think it's going to work for what they're doing. But now, it, it all depends. Like, I, I feel like they did pay a lot from Group Hauer and Schwartz, but I think Group Hauer was the better signing of that for them, too. But yeah, what, did, what did we learn in the playoffs this year? Goaltending. Yep. So, I mean, that's the hot topic. And I, to me, the only thing that bugs me in this, I guess this is my last point on the Seattle thing, is that there's not one player, if I'm a fan, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm a fan of this new team, <laughs> whose jersey are you buying? Question. What team, What jersey would you buy? I'd buy my own. I'd get the personalized. <laughs> I think that's how I'd do that. I think that's the safest play. You can't go Giordano because I have a feeling that he's going to get dealt unless the team does well. He's a guy that would get moved to the deadline. Him and maybe Eberle would be two guys – that I can see getting moved at the deadline if if uh, if necessary. Oh yeah, oh, if, like Everly jersey is maybe the interesting one, but it is. I, I think if I had to go with it, like and they side I Adam Larson too. Their defense is looking pretty good. If I had to, you get a jersey, it'd be Mappineers. I feel like if I'm Seattle, I would uh, go after their second overall pick with Mappineers and go with that jersey. Uh, what everyone else thinks below, please comment below. Justin, we're a little bit ex- extended there with Seattle, but you know I had a longer intro. We got a little bit of extra time because of my longer intro, and we had to dive into Seattle a lot because of the expansion draft, the draft, and their signing. So we touched a lot of co- topics there that people don't really realize. But sticking, we're not going to dive into too much of the draft. There were some moves. We've talked about that on previous editions of the Game Sports Show. Check out our ESPN 1400 edition from just last week. Myself and Scott dived into some draft picks that occurred, and I also dived in how I think Steve Eisman is literally robbing every team that he feels like. Uh, he's literally the best GM in hockey. I'm flat out going to say that. The best GM in hockey is Steve Eisman. But moving on from that, I want to dive into free agency period because there's a lot that happened in free agency, Justin. And you know what? We'll start. We'll start with the team that caused yet again more disgust and disappointment to yours truly and yours truly. So the Leafs signed Nick Ritchie, Andre Kasha. They've signed Michael Bunty. They've signed Peter Morazic. Okay. They've also signed David Kempf. And the Leafs were pretty active. They've also signed Brennan Manel from the wild. He put up some impressive numbers in the KHL. You know, there was a lot of players that Toronto has been able to get from the from the from the KHL who put up some uh, some ex- excellent numbers, but didn't work out. That's happened before. We've seen that with Lekkinen as he moved over to Columbus, and then that goalie that we got from Columbus, Vene Vekalainen, is now signed in Finland. So KHL is different than the NHL, but again, it's a right-hand shot defenseman. They've also signed Alex Biega, Toronto. There's a few moves that they made. Justin. There's those moves. You want to look at some of the bigger moves? You got Dougie Hamilton going over to the New Jersey Devils. Okay, big monster contract with going over there. You have Frederick Anderson 
going over to uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. Okay. They, and there's some big names that are still remaining. You got Sandino Chara, who's still remaining. Casey Zizekas, Ryan Murray, Cal Palmieri. I think he's in. Uh, I think, uh, I think Ryan Murray signed with the abs today. Did he sign with the Avalanche? Is that official? I think. I don't know if it's official or not. I think Sezikis signed an extension, too, and I don't think that's official. Uh, yeah, Murray signs one-year contract with the Avalanche. Oh, there we go. Signed a one-year contract with the Avalanche. That is confirmed. See that as per Elliot Friedman. And from what I understand, an extension with Zizekas is also uh, going to be in play. Apparently, the rumor is going to be a six-year contract there. So this is waiting to sign. So there's some players that are still available and some that are getting signed as we're talking. Nick Foligno goes over the Boston Bruins. Got to love that if you're a Toronto fan. You know, if you can. Well, did you did you hear his reasoning, though? Yes, I mean, yes, I did. It's, I mean, I, I want to chirp, and then you hear that, and it's like, ah, then you can't chirp. Then you got Flurry, Vesna winning Mark Andre Flurry getting traded for a bag of pucks. Sorry, that's rude. You guys not really uh, that bad prospect. About but, about, about three fifty. About about that uh, goes over to the Chicago Blackhawks and Chicago now uh, getting a little interesting. They get Seth Jones. You got Caleb Jones. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Then again, Zach Hyman goes to the Edmonton Oilers. There's a lot of signings that is mentioned there. A lot. Justin, pick and choose some you want to talk about. I'll pick and choose some. Go from there. Well, I mean, Hyman signing in Edmonton was kind of a big one. But, I mean, whatever. I don't – I as a, as a Leafs fan, I was really hoping Toronto wasn't going to pay him just because, like, Babcock blew out both his knees. That's – and he's 30. I'm not, like, I'm not trying to shit on the guy, but – with the way the salary cap is this year, you just, that's, if a team's got that much money to pay you, then by all means, you, you got to take it. I get it. You got to look out for number one, but I don't know. I don't think it's a great deal for Edmonton. I think it's a great deal for Zach personally. Um, and it kind of sucks for the Leafs to lose a player like that because you're, you're making signings like these, uh, these depth guys kind of hoping someone's going to step up. I mean, you're hoping someone on the Marlies, like the Robertson, you know, is maybe going to step up as well. Uh, and maybe there's a deal out there to be had still that we don't know about, trade or whatever. Uh, but I think Hyman was one of the big ones for me. I and mean, Dougie Hamilton going to New Jersey, I think that's a pretty rock-solid deal for the Devils, and especially with the core they got there already now. Um, and then drafting the other Hughes brother, which we never even touched on. Like I think there's a lot of good things going on in New Jersey, and that's going to be a fun team to watch going forward. It is, and they still P.K. Subban in there. You have a, a pretty exciting decor there in, in New Jersey. And don't forget, they got Blackwood in that. Mackenzie Blackwood's a very good young goaltender uh, in this league. But what I'm, I could not agree more with the New Jersey Devils. But this money that they're spending, all right, you got Hamilton, you're going to have uh, Tarasenko. You know, you, you – and as when you look at cap friendly with the New Jersey Devils, okay, they – Right now, their projected cap space is still $21 million, all right? The most that they spend on their forwards is 7.2, and that that is Nico Heischer, all right? Andreas Janssen, former Leaf, which I'm sure Toronto wouldn't mind having, but again, $3.4 million. Miles Wood, 2.7. So after they spend the seven, the next size is three. Then it goes into the twos for a while. Then it's entry-level deals. Those entry-level deals, you're looking at Jack Hughes is one of them. Michael McLeod, who won't fetch much in a couple of years. Jesper Bockwist, no, he won't be catching much. So Jack Hughes is your big, big contract that you're probably going to get. And I can't see him making more than Nico Heischer. I can see him making maybe a potential bridge deal, uh, you know, as he continues to grow in his own. Because Jack Hughes is such a was such an interesting pick. Uh, when he was picked and first overall, of course, and he's a 2001 birthday and he had 31 points in 56 games. He had 21 the year before he has 52 points, 117 games. So he hasn't lived a lot up to the hype. So he might get that bridge deal, three million, five million dollars, you know, three for 10, whatever, maybe. So it keeps him an RFA. So they're not going to spend a lot of money. So for them to go after Vladimir Tarasenko, that makes sense. 
On decor, though, you got two people making nine million. That's Dougie Hamilton and PK Subban. Uh, then you have Severson making four, Graves making three, which is an absolute stud of a trade. Ryan Graves is a very good defenseman, 6'5", 220, from Nova Scotia. The guy's a workhorse, very jealous that they got him from the Avalanche. Ty Smith on that entry-level deal still for a few years. In net, they're spending a couple million between Bernier and Blackwood. Don't forget, now they have two goalies in Bernier and Blackwood. They're not really spending a lot. So I had somebody come up and tell me, hey, this team is spending a lot of money. They're going to be broke soon. I had someone tell me that. I asked them, what fucking games are they watching? They're, this <laughs> is a, that, what team are they looking at on cap friendly? They're looking at Toronto by chance because that's not the New Jersey Devils. Because New Jersey Devils have a lot of cap space. They can make that trade to the St. Louis Blues. Pretty affordable to get Vladimir Tarasenko. They got Dougie Hamilton in there. As soon as they get P.K. Subban off the books after next year, there's another $9 million opened up. God, this team is building up to be quite nice, and I guarantee you the next three to five years this is a top team in the Eastern Conference. I think it's coming, that's for sure. It is. I, it's, it, I mean, they're interesting. And with all that money, I mean, and like you look at the conspira- comparison to other teams across the NHL, I mean, the Buffalo Sabres have a shit ton of money, and we have nowhere near the confidence in that tire fire. Absolutely not. I'm sorry, Colin Millen. Call it Colin Miller. Sure, that's a name. Colin Millen. That's a new one. Colin Miller. Own up. Maybe that's what he wants to go by now. <laughs> Colin Miller, who I thought was going to go to Seattle, uh, didn't. Obviously, very surprised. They didn't take a pretty affordable contract, but they have a pretty cre- crowded decor back there. So again, <laughs> they're they're rebuilding. They're they're quite rebuilding. They lost Linus Allmark to Boston, who of course you know it's. Buffalo, so is Rasmus Dahlin, but the biggest problem out of there, Justin, is the Jack Eichel. What the hell is going on? <laughs> well, I just don't, I, I don't get what's happening there. Like, he's like, trade me, and they're, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll do that. He's like, well, I'm not playing here next year, so you should probably trade me. And they're like, eh, maybe, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do it at the draft. No, okay. Well, maybe we'll wait for people to sign all the free agents and settle their teams and get ready for camp, and then we'll try to trade you. Like, why? Like, I just, I don't know. It doesn't. Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense what the Jack guy called. You have a guy who doesn't want to be there. You got to capitalize. And I feel like they kind of missed the opportunity to maybe trade with Seattle for the number two overall pick. People call me maybe can call me crazy with that because I feel like Seattle wasn't moving that pick because that's their first pick in franchise history, right? There's there's a lot of on the line for Francis. And the way that he drafted, of course, is where he touched on the expansion draft. It wasn't the case. So maybe that's not the right example. But look at New Jersey. They're willing to spend money. We just talked about New Jersey. You know, they got a pretty good prospect pool. They got some picks that they can sacrifice. There's the Los Angeles Kings that have a lot of prospects that they can give up, a lot of good ones, and they would still have a lot left over. Okay, they would have a lot left over. I think Jack Eichel's LA is the favorite, or even New York Rangers would be the top two teams I'm looking at. But speaking of the Rangers, you get Ryan Reeves there to now fight Tom Wilson. That's going to be a, very fun to watch this year. Uh, I really, I really think that if with Eichel, you got to trade him. You got to trade on Buffalo. Ha- I'm sorry. There comes trades that people go, oh, no. Sometimes the best trade is when a trade doesn't happen. Again, what the fuck are you talking about? Jack, yeah, Jack, I, don't, I don't know about that one. Jack does not want to be there. And, yeah, he's under contract. But he can breach his contract by not playing. And then he can get suspended, and that's fine. Jack Eichel has the type of persona if he doesn't want to play he'll stay home that's the type of person that he will be if he has to will he do that probably not because he probably loves the game too and he probably will still play but do you really want that distraction in your locker room do you really want that to be your guy your face of your franchise while you're looking forward to change on your organization you are not doing it properly if you are keeping jack eichel the things that you can do with Jack Eichel and the value that you can get is getting less and less and less by the second that Justin and I even talk on this show. The most he's, already, of the, he's lost value. Yeah, he is. You're lucky to get a first-round pick and a highly high uh, high-end prospect for him right now. Flat out, his contract's high. His attitude is shit. Who wants that? Arizona might line up. They don't fucking care. They'll take him. <laughs> sell jerseys 
you know, sorry, Arizona fans, but only speaking the truth. Does San Jose take him? Another team that's rebuilding? Absolutely not. There's not a big lineup for Jack Eichel. Unless you're the Kings, unless you're the Coyotes, or unless you are the Rangers. And you're going to be taking some cap if you are the Buffalo Sabres. And if you're, I think if I'm Buffalo, I'm looking at LA and I'm targeting their prospects while you still can. If you can get a first round pick and a high end prospect and a low level prospect, you take that from Rob Blake and eat up 1.5 of his contract and you'd still be fine. You still got Jeff Skinner making $9 billion there. It's 9 million, but $9 billion. Okay. And that team that needs- should get you to the cap floor, just him alone. I wish Toronto would trade for Jeff Skinner. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Can they eat up the entire contract? Can they write up that CBA? No, I don't think so. Eh? Fuck. Yeah, I've got like I've got a bone to pick on that one, but that's maybe another show. Yeah. You know, a- I the, the salary cap thing. I think the league is fucking itself right now. But that's, you know, I don't know. I watch. I've been taking in a lot of baseball lately, and the way the baseball salary cap works seems to be pretty solid. It does. How about basketball's contracts? Well, that's just it. I mean, like that, it seems to work for the league. And why do we just need to have all the teams spending the same amount of money to help it keep it equal? If the Leafs want to spend more money, if the Rangers want to spend more money, if Tampa wants to say they're spending more money and be legit about it, then just luxury tax them and put the Arizona bill. And that solves that problem. No one has to complain about the Arizona Coyotes not doing anything. Just, you know, three teams going over the cap covers it. And no one's got to worry. I'm sure there's more business to it than that. But, I mean, it seems it seems like a pretty simple solution to a problem that's been a thorn in hockey's side for the better part of 20 years. It is. And if anyone's kind of lost track, we've been talking about uh, free agency and then uh, we talked about New Jersey, Seattle, and it's hefty bit more. Uh, and now with Jack Eichel, we, I don't even want to dive into Evander Kane because, my goodness, the problems that that guy has had since 2016, we can have a whole show about. And these allegations coming up. Kudos. This, is, this is a mess, this yeah. whole thing. Kudos to the Sharks for putting up with them. All right. You can buy out that contract, release him, and be done with it. But he's also too good of a hockey player. But sometimes hockey isn't everything. Okay, business outside of it. Zach Wierenski out to prove himself with Jones. I saw the NHL.com today. Zach Wierenski has some big shoes to fill in Columbus as Columbus looks towards its retool. Who kept Patrick Liney? Very surprised, actually. I thought they would have potentially uh, looked at flipping him. And there should be a team that should be looking at Jack Eichel. But again, there's another retooling team. I'm not sure if Jack would want that uh, kind of trade. So we talked about a lot of signings that did occur. Okay, and... Sam Reinhart, I think, I'm going to say, Justin, going over to the Florida Panthers. Uh, Florida had a great year this year. Uh, they have a great team. I'm interested to see what they do back in the Atlantic Division, though. But they were in a tough division where they were in this year. I am a big fan of that trade uh, to um, to the Florida Panthers. And uh, like The Panthers are, like, I like the Sam Bennett sign, re-signing. And they're, like, they're going to be a team, like, next year that's uh, not going to fuck around. No, they're going to be very good. Uh, and Alex Ovechkin re-signing with the Washington Capitals kind of went under all the wind and news that we had. Not surprised. If anyone thought he was going anywhere else, I heard some rumors about Montreal. Get a, Give your fucking head a shake. Ovechkin wasn't going anywhere, first off. Uh, secondly, will he catch Gretzky 164 goals away in five years? He needs 33 goals a season. Very interesting. Very interesting. I don't know if you will... Uh, if there wasn't a lockout, not a lock. Wow, yeah, sure. Uh, but besides a lockout, uh, COVID or any kind of delay in playing, he'd be probably at about 120. I would say. I think he'd have about 40 more goals because that's how much games he missed. I feel like he has a strong chance to do it. But again, Gretzky's a, a Canadian. I want him to always have that record. But Ovechkin, arguably the greatest goal scorer that we've ever seen in the game, is going to make catch Gretzky and to watch it at the age that we are, that we're able to actually remember it is kind of cool to think of, but we'll see what happens. And Evander Kane is still top hundred for fantasy players this year. 
<sighs> love it. Love news. But Sam Reinhart is the underlying trade of this. I love this trade. I think that he's going to have a great thing in Phil- in Florida. You got Huberto there. You got Barkoff there. You have Sam Bennett resurgence, as you mentioned, Justin. Very interesting. I, I feel like that might be the under the the under under the radar trade of the uh, of the off season. Now, I want to dive in, Justin, to talk about some Canadian teams. I know we plan just to go about about forty five minutes, and we're getting over our time here, so make this as quick as we can. Uh, but I want to dive into, as I mentioned, we talked about a lot of signings. Taylor Hall re-signed in Boston as well. I should mention, God, I can sit here. Everyone knows all the signings that happened, and all the listeners know we're really diving sporadically here on our Top Shelf Edition, which, again, is presented by uh, North Spirit Brewing Company, where we're superior. They are superior, and it's a northern thing. Make sure you check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and their website and get down to their patio. But a lot of signings did happen. Anyone can tune in and look at all the news. Everyone's probably already caught up with that. That's old news. But – what I want to dive into quickly is the Canadian teams, okay, about what they've done. Uh, and, again, Montreal, they, they, they did something at the draft. We're going to save that for the end. There's going to be a little tip, but we're going to save Montreal for the end. And I've talked about this on the ESPN edition, there, what they did at the draft. I'm going to give Justin the floor for about 30 seconds to a minute to talk about that pick. But we'll save Montreal for last. Vancouver bought out Holpe. You know, you have Demko, they, they, the Vancouver's, you know, spent some money this offseason. You have Calgary, who brings in Coleman. They, they brought in Pitlick from Seattle. They lose Giordano. Winnipeg, you know, they, they bring in, they bring in, actually, fun fact, they bring in Riley Nash uh, from, of course, uh, from Toronto. And with Winnipeg right now, they brought in Nate Schmidt. I'm a big fan. Of uh, that trade, I, f- I really feel like uh, with with Nate Schmidt that they're getting somebody who was supposed to be uh, someone of a fit in Colorado, but that kind of subsided, of course. Uh, Calgary bringing in Coleman, Stanley Cup champion, as I already mentioned, and Edmonton Oilers, Zach Hyman, the Ottawa Senators moving Dadnoff, moving out to space, making sure they get some room for some of that youth. Toronto, I already went through all the Toronto signings at the beginning when I talk about free agency signings. Montreal, David Savard, I think that's a gamble of a sign, or sorry, a, a, a very good signing, a low-risk signing and a high reward, not a gamble. Please, t- I'm taking that back. Again, a lot happened with signings. So, Justin, sticking with the Canadian teams, I want you to dive into what team that you thought was your favorite moves that they did. And I want you to criticize some of Toronto's moves. I know a lot of people are waiting if we're going to criticize or if we're giving thumbs up for them. Well, I can't, I can't really criticize any of Toronto's moves because we're really cap fucked. I mean, I think, I think we end up on the better end of in theory, what is just the goalie trade. Uh, Mrazek and Anderson, I think, I think Mrazek's a little more of a competitor. I think Anderson, he had a bad year last year with the injury, and I don't think he was ever really healthy. And, you know, the way it just went for Campbell, um, it's hard to step in into that wave and get your game back. And I think I think Mrazek is a real solid piece um, where if people are worried about Campbell's mental health and where he's going to have to take some time you know, step back. He's not going to play every game. If he if he has a bad game, I think the Leafs are going to protect him, uh, and, and like they should. And I think Mrazek's a guy that can step in, step out. He's played in a tandem really for as long as he's been in the NHL. Okay, uh, was he with in, when he was in Detroit? He was with um, uh, Jimmy Howard. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think I. I think we're in a good situation there. So I think goaltending, I think we're better. Um, defensively, I, I think we're the same. If not, maybe, I don't know, I, the same. If not better, I think that um, the kid from uh, Minnesota there, is it Mental or? Brennan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think he's he's high, high, low risk, high reward if he pans out. So. Could turn into a power play quarterback that we've been looking for, and that's long term. Um, but I've got a lot more high hopes for this guy that I barely know than uh, Lilgren, 
you know, kind of doing some. I think he's, I've he's fallen out of favor with me. Eh, our forwards, it's gonna be what it's gonna be. I think there's a trade out there to still be made, but I and also I, to be totally honest, I'd take Thomas Tatar. No one signed him. He's still hanging around out there. So. I, I think there's room for Toronto to improve, but there's not really anything I want to scream about. I, given the situation with our cap, I don't really think we want to trade Mitch Barner, and and we're not getting into that. So I think the Leafs have the Leafs did the best the best they could with what was available at that point in time. I mean, we're not done yet. We can still things can still go crazy. We can still see some long-term injury reserves, see if someone gets Robida Island. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, but as far as moves that stand out to me, I, when we touched on New Jersey, New Jersey's kind of going crazy there. Um, the uh, Corey Perry going to Tampa, though, I thought was a pretty solid one. It's like the old Marion Hosa. <laughs> goes and signs in Pittsburgh and then loses against Detroit, goes and signs in Detroit, loses against Pittsburgh and says, fuck it, and goes and signs in Chicago and wins a cup day. You know, and you bring up good points uh, with Toronto about the criticism, but they're cap-fucked. And, you know, a lot of people were thinking Toronto's going to get sawed or somebody was going to get... Listen, that was not going to happen. Toronto is in a tight spot. Unless someone's paying for them. I mean, I'm not paying for them. Literally. And their defense was the best that the Leafs have seen this year in a long time. People forget that. Statistically, Toronto's defense was the best that it has seen in a long time. Will it be as good when we get back to normal and playing Tampa and all that? We will see. We will see. Maybe somebody goes in LTIR until the playoffs and we pull the Tampa Bay Lightning strategy by next year. You know, you, you, can't, you can't sit here and criticize them. Okay, because if Hall was exposed, Seattle would have taken him. I think so. And Seattle would have taken him because he's $2 million. And for what he does, he's extremely effective. If they didn't take him and you protected McCann or whatever you would have done, maybe it would, maybe they still would have, maybe, maybe they would have took Kerfoot. So what? McCann goes where Kerfoot was. You're still in the same spot. I think yeah. McCann's an upgrade to be completely honest. He is. And he, cause he could play with Matthews and Martin. And to be honest, I was hoping Seattle was going to take Kerfoot for Toronto's sake over McCann, just in general, but just to relieve that 3.5 and have that 600,000 in cap relief as you would have gotten McCann. But before I dive into Toronto, I want to say one thing about Vancouver that I big time forgot that I'm sure people yelled at the screen about six minutes ago is Oliver Lechman Larson and Connor Garland going to Vancouver. And that just came to me. And that was the big trade that kind of set off the draft as it all started. And people are chirping that trade with Vancouver. Vancouver has done great this offseason. They spend money, usually not afraid to. I love that move with Oliver Ekman Larson. I think he's going to do great with Hughes. I think he compliments Hughes on a one-two kind of punch, but a different pairing to helps alleviate the pressure off Hughes. And with a with a healthy Pedersen, and as Demko continues to improve, I think Vancouver is having a big W this offseason with Oliver Ekman Larson. Garland's a workhorse top six guy. A little bit expensive, but still worth the value. It's the way it's going this year. Vancouver was out of the Canadian teams, one of my favorites with the moves that they did. Edmonton signing Zach Hyman for that long, I think that salary cap hit is going to fuck them over hard. Not in the short term, but in the long term. Toronto, as Justin alluded to, whatever you thought that we were going to do, as I already said, we, we, what, what money was that going to happen with? It wasn't going to be a thing. So you, Toronto right now is in a position of kind of trying to see what they can get for the best bargain. They have no cap space right now. Okay, there's zero. Zero dollars remaining. Okay, it's almost like how I was in my early 20s. No, Dubas is at no frills right now. That's where. Yeah, literally at no frills. And it's like me when I used to go pay in my not early 20s. That's really embarrassing to say. And when I was getting my first job at SportCheck, when I used to go with my friend and it would say decline for insufficient funds, sometimes at Subway as I was grinding away paying for cell phone bill and truck insurance. Okay, that's what Toronto's doing right now. Okay, how I was when I was 15, 16 years old going to pay a sub at Subway. They can't afford it. 
They can't afford the moves. Will there be a trade? I, I think there will be. Uh, Curtis Gabriel's another sign that I think's really good for the bottom bottom six. Really underrated signing, may I add. Josh Hosang on a professional trial contract. If he turns out to be the Josh Hosang stud that he should have been, he'll be a perfect complement for maybe potentially a Josh Tavares line or even Austin Matthews type line. But again, Michael Bunting, a lot of former hounds on here. I'm going to start calling them the Toronto Greyhounds. I, I really it makes me laugh uh, because of all the hounds that they have, it's uh, from their list. You got Nick Ritchie, you got Michael Bunting, Wayne Simmons, you got Jake Muzzin, you have Rasmus Sandin, you have Jack Campbell, uh, and the list goes down more from there. So Michael Bunting, if he can play the way he did last year, he might be a good Zach Hyman replace to move up the lineup. But again, what are they going to do with what money? Dubas actually had a very good offseason to this current point. And I don't think he's done yet. I think there is interest for Thomas Tatar. And I think that'd be a great fit in Toronto, especially since Montreal sat him. Imagine if he can come and come to Toronto on a discounted deal for a season uh, or even two years, have a little bit of security and then give it back to Montreal this year. Maybe that's something that he does. He likes playing in this division. He's played in Detroit. He went to Vegas before and came back. He's had more success in this division than, than he did in the Western conference. So very interesting. I think Toronto did a lot of good moves. But Montreal, Justin, because we're already getting crunched for time. We're 15 minutes over time than we alluded to. So a lot of good moves on the Canadian teams. I think Dubas did what he could do, as Justin said. Vancouver is that team that I give a lot of W's to this offseason just because of getting Ekman Larson. Big fan of that. Comment below what you think about the Canadian teams. And for all the Detroit listeners, hey, you guys are you guys are Detroit fans. You guys are still retooling. You got Bertuzzi resigned. You got the best general manager in hockey. Trust me, things are going to be fine in Detroit. Montreal, Justin, to kind of wrap up the show before we get to conclusion. <laughs> I've, done, given, done, uh-huh. I've gotten to this, like I said, on the SPM 1400 edition. And again... <laughs> I've said said that term numerous times. A lot of things have been repeating myself at various points of the show. Uh, we're going to save this for last. I've dived into this. I've given my take. I disagree with the pick. It, it slaps in the face of the victim. It, it, it goes against the, the prospect's wishes. <laughs> Pergevin in the center of these allegations. You could get back to Chicago. Oh, like. Mess, absolute mess in Montreal. He just doesn't. He doesn't give a fuck. Like <laughs> that's. I can't. I can't come up with a better, more logical reason other than he just doesn't care. Like either he's got he's having an argument with ownership about what he like something's going on, and so he decided to dump that in their lap. <laughs> like I I can't like I don't. There's no logical fucking reason to do this like the kid said i'm not i don't want to be drafted i'm not this isn't for me i don't want to be a spectacle and like i don't i don't know like the kids i don't i don't agree with what happened i this isn't we're not at a time anymore when you say that kids kids will be kids because that's not what the world is anymore and that's not he it's at the end of the day he he was being an idiot and there's victims involved and so once that happens it's not just you and if you're going to involve other people then you've got to there's got to be repercussions for you that's and, just what it is and he said like he's to me he seemed like he was trying to get it together he seemed like he had an agent or a support structure in place where they were going to you know, do some maintenance here, some real personal maintenance to get this kid's head on straight. And Montreal just took any chance of him being able to do that right away from him. And like he had no say in the matter. And the NHL was just like, well, whatever. Like, I just, I don't, the whole situation rubs me the wrong way. And to be honest, I don't, even, even if Montreal wanted to take him and they took him on Saturday, if you took him on Saturday, not one fucking person was watching to complain about it. Like, the broadcast had been so brutal, the broadcast quality, like, the only time it was good is when they brought in Elliot Friedman, and they kept calling him Hockey's Adam Schefter because they couldn't remember his name. Like, if you just would have waited until Saturday and drafted the kid, no one would have even fucking known it happened. Honestly, it, it wouldn't have been the news that it was. Like, I fell asleep. Before the end of the draft, and I woke up to text messages going, leave it up to the Montreal Canadiens to fuck up so bad that everyone forgets about the Leafs. 
And I, what what do you mean? What ha- oh, oh that happened. And if, like well, I can't I can't even like talking to people about it. There's no logical reason for this. I don't I don't get it. I just I think it's dumb. I think they, there's more victims from Montreal doing this than there was in the first place. I think they just made it worse. They didn't respect the young man's wishes. But here's the crappy thing about the draft. They they could have went on the podium in the first round and drafted, I'll say me. They could have. They can draft whoever they want in the first round. Okay, they with, within reason. There's Obviously, you can't go draft a 16-year-old. But figure of speech. He can go up there and draft who you want within the right reasons of protocol. So he did fall under the right draft, his age, and everything. But what he did almost supports – it's really great line saying this. It almost supports his – supports what he did in the worst way. And people are going to say, what do you mean by that? Uh, that makes me feel that the Montreal doesn't give a fuck about what well, he Montreal just said it's fine. You don't need to yeah. learn anything. No, which is which is wrong. And, and, now, like, and, and the kid had made statements saying that he was dealing. Like, I don't want to. I'm not ready for this. Yep. And you know what? Now you pick him. You don't respect his wishes. He's not reporting to camp. Oh, cool. So what happens next year? He reports to camp. Not this year. Next year. Give him a year off. He matured. Oh, he's matured. All right. He can come to camp now. No, I don't, that's I don't think so, though. No, that's not the way it goes. He's he's there. This was a pick that Toronto that Toronto. Oh, look at me go. This is a pick that Montreal made that was so disgusting that it takes away from the entire weekend that was a great draft from seeing the Hughes brothers get drafted, the Doc brothers getting reunited, a lot of storylines, but everything hinders on what Montreal did. And again, Bergevin with his long hair, which isn't a bad thing, but his long hair, slinging it back, basically saying, oh, we felt this kid was what we wanted. We think that he learned from his mistake. Jeff Molson taking five days to respond. Whoa, man, what were you doing? Like, no, you tell Bergevin, no, you're not making this pick. Yes, I am, or I quit. Well, then there's the door. Because you have, you need to have class in your organization, and this downgrades that class despite how good the prospect is or how good he will be or can be. His wishes were not to be picked and a story. That's it. Like I said, I vented about already. I've already we talked about a little bit extra. We gave you the floor with it a bit more, Justin, but they didn't give a fuck. And it's certainly unacceptable. Unacceptable. But, again, the offseason is still not done. Justin, we have a whole month of August to go, and we still have September before training camp, and then we got though the puck drop in the season again. And I've already said on previous shows how I need to take a mental break from Toronto. I'm still on that. I, I <laughs> really, I it still disgusts me to this current point. But again, good off season for all Canadian teams except Montreal for that move. David Savard was a great move, but not. Not Logan Mayu. That was disgusting. Uh, I, not a fan. Uh, but Seattle Kraken making big noise. It's it's awesome to see in the National Hockey League. All exciting stuff. Justin, we dove into a lot. We've had about an hour show here. We aimed for 45 minutes. We're about 20 minutes plus over time. But that's totally fine because the good thing about pre-recording is we can have that leeway. Unless we're on live radio, then we wouldn't be able to have that leeway, but we wouldn't do it anyways. Uh, but we had some fun here trying to touch base on everything. Hopefully everyone enjoyed our sporadic agenda here, as well as the 10-minute introduction by yours truly with all the catch-up news that you required to hear. Not needed, required to Your hear. Catch-up, catch-up news and facts. Catch up news and facts. Ten minutes bulk with Dave. That's and usually my introduction is about two minutes long. That is the longest introduction, but for good reason. It wasn't just an intro. It was getting you in tune with all the news you need to do. So make sure you get involved with all the platforms of the Game Sports Show and get ready for a big 2021 fall season. Let me tell you, it's going to be huge. And Justin, are you excited to go on video in the future? Yeah, I'll have to get a new hat, a new video hat. I think how about a Game Sports Show hat? How's that sound? I don't know. Do we have any of those kicking around? Good question. I'll answer that for you. I saved this for the end. Perfect segue. We will have merchandise that we're planning to launch in Labor Day that will be available for purchase. That is the was, plan. Was that, my, was that my perfectly timed, totally unintentional segue? That is. And guess what? You can back me up. That was unintentional. Yeah, I had, I had absolutely no idea. Yeah, no idea. We will be planning to launch a sweater 
t-shirt and hat. Still working on the t-shirt side of things, but we definitely have the hat and sweater thing down pat. Uh, we're going to have a little store set up through a connection, hopefully uh, online. You simply just make the order online and the shirt will get sent to you. Uh, and it's going to be also hopefully on display at some of our retail – sorry, I shouldn't say retail partners. Our sponsoring partners, such as Northern Superior Brewing Company, they also have swag. That you can purchase. It's a good sweater there. I got good Northern Superior swag. It's very comfortable that you can snag as well. But we'll have it around town, which would be perfect for our expansion coming in the fall, which I've said six times. I've tallied it on the show so far. So if anyone missed any of the news at the beginning or throughout the show, turn your fucking volume up, boys and girls, because guess what? I said everything you need to know. Northern Superior Brewing Company, they're superior. It's a Northern thing. Make sure you follow them on social media as well. Get in touch with that contest giveaway this week. Get a free $25 gift card and some Little Caesars gift cards as well. Facebook and Instagram draws. All you got to do is follow the instructions. Very simple on the contest giveaway. I'll save it instead of saying it. Just go look on where the con- or the contest is uh, posted. Very big week coming up for the show as it is every week. A lot of shows coming. I will announce here as I saved it towards the end. I didn't want to put the beginning because it's already a long enough intro that we will have our annual vacation for the Game Sports Show in Canada. Not over in the States. Scott only does a, does the one show a week there. He does other shows but uh, and does a lot of his upping but we will not be taking a break with our shows south of Canada uh, into the United States over the border. We will have our break. I was going to say south of the border. South, I said south in the board. I yeah, uh, but that is August 20th until September 2nd uh, will be our annual vacation here for the Game Sports Show in Canada, and that includes the game, entertainment, and media, and all that platforms, which will be interesting because after September 2nd is when we start a video, and we have a very special video special edition upload on Friday, August the 3rd. Dun dun dun! Not telling you what it is. Justin, my friend, it's been a treat. Little overtime. It was fun. We talked a lot of hockey. It's been me and you because it's been very busy summer for everybody. But we got to everything that we needed to. If anyone wants to comment below on anything we missed or just chime in, don't hesitate to do so. But again, Justin, thanks for taking the time, my friend. Yeah, no problem. It's good. Uh, it's good to be back. Start getting on the uh, rotation of uh, doing this again. Yep, schedule for us. We'll have all made up and. Hopefully that we got some local things going around because, again, people are wondering, Dave, where's the local? Yeah, we don't have time to dive into it, but I can say from local news perspective, we will dive into it in the coming weeks. We have a lot of local interviews going to be happening leading up to the seasons from football, hockey, basketball, school sports, and there'll be weekly interviews as well and coverage. we got all your local news coverage if you're looking about the game sports show local side of news. Don't worry. We'll have you covered as we always do as a lot. We touched on the national side here tonight on our show. Again, it's been Top Shelf. This has been Top Shelf episode 15 of 2021. Seems a little bit short than what we usually would have, but again, it's been a very weird year. Justin, thank you. Listeners, hit follow, like, and subscribe on all the platforms. Next episode incoming will be our special edition upload to the exception of any breaking news or football shows between In the Pocket or Hot Seat. We do plan to have our special edition upload by Friday, August the 6th with Adam Monroe. So make sure you keep an eye for that upload. And I'm here to remind you, keep a stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, train your threes, and shoot your shots. Before I say booyah, happy anniversary to my parents, 36 years together. Save the best piece of news for last. There it is. Booyah.